Did you know that over 5 million different video games have been published since the 1970s? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 171. My name's Gareth Bryan, I'm going to be your host. On my virtual left is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello, good, thank you. How are you? Very good. On my virtual right, um, in a hotel in York, no one knows why he's there, it's Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, good evening. Relocation not to be revealed. Uh, thanks for shuffling around for me, I'm very well. How are you? Very good, thank you. And why are you in the hotel, can you say? Uh, uh, official business. That's all I can say. Witness protection. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And on my virtual opposite is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Hello, Gareth. I'm not in a hotel. You'd be pleased to know for the first time this week. Um, so, yes, I am super. Thanks for asking. How's your week, Paul? Let's start with you. What have you been doing? Let's start with me. My week, Gareth, has been... Um, well, you know, family podcast and all. My week has been challenging, shall we say. Um, the MD of our firm went around to one of the branches of the one of the companies we own last week and said, I don't like all these walls here. Take them away. Um, so then we pointed out that these walls were holding up a gigantic concrete slab that was like the roof of the offices and stuff. I don't care. It's all coming out. So basically, I got the nod that one of the offices that was being destroyed was where all the networking for this building came together. So it was, can you just nip up there and move the networking? And obviously, just nip and move isn't quite right. It took me four and a half days to get all these cables traced and moved and plugged back in and everything working again. So, yes, it was very exciting. I also picked up a new skill. I learned how to move safes. So, there you go. That's <laughs> not something that you that's not something that you can everybody can say, I'll tell you. Oh. So. <laughs> how do you move a safe? Carefully. Just <laughs> they're quite heavy. Um, no, basically what you have to do is you get a massive great crowbar under the front and sort of lift it as much as you can and then slide a piece of wood under. And then you lift the other side and slide a slightly bigger bit of wood under. <laughs> what and your... then you keep do, you keep doing that until you can get a pallet truck in and then you can bump it up and move it. What does your firm do? What do you do at your place? Apart from um, rip down walls and hang out? Well, I do IT. Yeah. But the firm I work for, we import... Um, like artificial flowers and all sorts of things. Oh, yes. Oh, and sense. we do lovely, pretty floral arrangements. Great. There you go. Um, good. Dan, yes, have, have you had a better week than that? Uh, I have, uh, yeah, actually. I think I have. Hopefully you can explain it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I shall. Um, so we went to see uh, Peter Kay last uh, week um in nottingham 
and he was absolutely brilliant. So I don't know if many of you are fans of Peter Kay, but he's been on and off the live scene for a while. Um, and he's back with a new tour, which is a mega tour. I think he's touring for about two years or something. And he's got a, a residency going at the O2 down in London. Um, and it was new material, but it was very, lots of cheeky callbacks to stuff he's done in the past. Um, and he, I won't spoil it for anybody um, who, who may be going, who may be listening, but um, stay till the end is all I'll say. Uh, it was brilliant. And right. he, um, he's lost quite a bit of weight as well. Um, he's, he's, he looks almost unrecognisable from what he did a couple of years ago, um, but doctor's orders apparently. But no, he was fantastic. Um, and then we also went to see Mission Impossible 7 last week, which was absolutely incredible. I think it deserves all the hype. It's absolutely brilliant. Kind of action movies are back in the cinema between that and John Wick. So if you haven't seen it, go and see it because I think it's fab. So we've I've had a pretty good week to be fair. How's that one doing in the because cinema this summer is having a bit of a problem with box office apart from a couple of one of the films that's coming out this week um how's mm. mission impossible 7 doing do you know is it doing well i think it's done fairly well but just shy of the expectation so right. comparatively to like indiana jones for example which is supposedly going to be a big flop um it's done pretty well but not quite as well as they were hoping for do you think this is that the the idea of this i mean this is gonna be interesting because barbie's gonna be ridiculous self because it's an event <laughs> so i was in i was trying to work in we were in london yesterday and i was in the south bank in the bfi mm. we were doing some work and then they had a whole barbie um screening and it was just sort of <laughs> we were in the event everyone in pink all dressed up going into this thing and you, you, it's kind of like that film's become like this mega kind of like event and especially the double bill with oppenheimer and stuff it's become this sort of like a, um, a thing to do, isn't it? Like, think not only going to the cinema mm. to see something, but you're going for, you know, it's going to make mm. more money probably than all of them, I think. But do you think, I, I sorry, think, back to that question, do you think that someone blockbusters yeah. in trouble? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure it's in trouble across the board, but I think it's definitely more difficult um, for them to get revenue compared to a few years ago and i'm not quite sure why that is because streaming's been around for a while cost of living you know are people thinking well you know i'll i won't go to the cinema to see it i'll wait until mm. it comes onto something i already subscribed to because stuff that disney owns tends to drop onto disney plus quite quickly these days it's only a month or two afterwards i think i think guardians 3 is dropping in a couple of weeks um but then again, I think the Barbie films had a really strong multifaceted marketing campaign mm. behind it. Um, like I know the business I work for, Fossil, we've got a limited edition collaboration range that's out as well. And we did for Star Wars um, a couple of months ago. And that's been that's been drawing a lot of attention. Um, but even when you go onto Snapchat, there's like a Barbie filter. It, it's everywhere. Mm. So I think I think that's a real key um part of the machine as well to really get some buzz as you were saying you know some excitement and mm. i was reading something that there was a worldwide shortage of pink paint during the production because they used that much to make the film so they've really gone kind of full tilt and lent into the kind of you know the, the pink and the, the marketing for it so it seems to be working i think you're right i think i think I think that was Barbie and the sort of like idea of doing the Oppenheimer double bill, which became like a, 
a great kind of idea from a marketing thing and a mad thing to do watching five hours yeah. but that's become it's become like a yeah it's become like an event isn't it it's become like a mm. going to see secret cinema or something it's that kind of thing they're trying to maybe that's the way people want to do if they're going to spend 20 quid on a ticket or something and they want to make it a night of it and they have food maybe well this is it but i think i think in terms of a lineup of films on paper it's quite strong for summer there's quite a lot of big films mm. that have come out in the space for a few weeks so i'm not it might just be that people are really been choosing what they spend the money on these days yeah good thank you darren for that that was um our film special chat <laughs> yeah very good uh, we're bringing in richard i feel richard's been left out here richard how are you doing uh okay i just want to echo darren's sentiments on mission impossible 7 yes. if you get the chance go and see it it's it's brilliant and i'll happily help the uh, revenue by going and seeing it again at some point probably we said that we were like should we go again we might do <laughs> I, like way, I like the way you think as a charity i wish i had all this money i'll tell you yeah honestly <laughs> you should have opened the safe or... <laughs> i was i was going to say you can tell the uh, the people here that don't have children so oh, yeah. <laughs> take it taking well, kids to a film is ridiculously expensive you almost need a new mortgage for it so Especially yeah. when you put popcorn in it and you think that's £28 a kilo or something. It's well, ridiculous. So, um, Richard, back to you. Cause it's, your Sorry, t- Richard. it's your time now, Richard. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm a therapist and like a family therapy session. Yes, Richard, it's your time to speak. I'm always interested in hearing reasons why I shouldn't have kids. So. <laughs> that's one of them, yeah. Uh, but as exciting as my week got was uh, my hard drive broke that um, I've had in the back of my Xbox for three or four years now. Um, Tried every method, tried different cables, different ports, everything, and it's just gone kaput. So I've been scouring eBay and other sites trying to find a a proper Series X expansion pass, but they're just so expensive. Um, And this hard drive was five terabytes. And the biggest one of those storage ones i think it's two terabytes which is then half the price of a series x on top of that and i just can't justify it at the moment so but that's that's my well i pay monthly for that so <laughs> i think i think to go and see mission impossible it was 21 quid if i didn't have that pass which i pay 15 pound a month for so so it costs you 36 quid to go and see that that's what a sixth of the way to an expansion what math are you using there well, the pool, it was 180 quid also. when I bought mine. If you if you don't buy a coffee, you, <clears> you can get a mortgage on a house. Is that what you said? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's that's us into the politics section right yeah. there. Yeah, oh, that's it. Trying to get for... <clears throat> I just want to don't get me there because there'll be all sorts of swearing and tears before bedtime. I just want to remind everyone it's a it's a slow games week. Um, it's why we've yes, spent the last 15 uh, minutes. We've not even got to games yet. Oh, Rich, that's sad. I'm very sad for you. Um, but, well, I've got no but. Let's talk about games. I was going to be like Silla Black then and go, surprise, surprise. I've got a hard drive for you, but I didn't have anything. Oh, yes. Well, I've got something, haven't I? I've got, yeah, we, um, we want to know about your uh, starring role in that Barbie movie. Yeah, I'm in that as something. Um, I been watching i had i joined paramount plus which i think i might have talked about on this and i forgot to cancel it 
so I'm watching it forever. Um, I can cancel it, but I'm kind of like, I got into the series Yellowstone, which I really like, and I think after that comes out, maybe I can start. I'm enjoying it, some good stuff on there. Um, but Yellowstone, which is a brilliant series, um, all about a kind of ranch in modern days in, the, in, in Montana, um, starring Kevin Costner. It's, it's very popular, and the writer, T- Taylor Sheridan, is like a huge kind of like, he's an actor, but he's a writer, producer, kind of like in America, and everyone wants to work with him. So he... He got to what they called sort of like the sub series of that. Um, he got a mini series called 1883, which is set in the same universe in a sense, but of course it's in 1883. And he's got 1923, which has got starring Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, and that's had one season. But the first, but the one I watched is called 1883, and it's it's basically about um, it's kind of a one-off series, and it's about the Oregon Trail. If you know what the Oregon Trail is, it's about when people come to America, they um, they went on this kind of like with wagons, normally from like Eastern Europe or, or just Europe, to go on the Oregon Trail so they can go to Oregon. And in Oregon, you could just basically find land, find a spot, and that's your land, um, rather than some of the more developed areas. And that would be all. So that was the thing. But this Oregon Trail was this horrendous kind of journey through just the wilderness and 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 you know different temperatures going across rivers that would kill these people people can swim going across mountains all trying to do it before the winter and trying to avoid dysentery and all these different things and then there was kind of wars and bandits and kind of like tribes as well um, catching. so that's what this series done is it is it's brilliant actually it's a really well sort of 10 episode if you've got paramount plus and you want to give it a go beautifully filmed beautifully shot really kind of great story um, I would recommend. I really enjoyed it. Not many people got Paramount Plus, but if you have, I'd give it a go. If you get Paramount Plus for a month, watch Yellowstone in the month and this, and then maybe give it. A go. Um, but good. That's the thing I'd be watching. Um, let's have a look at games. What have you been playing? Let's start with Paul. What have you got? What's your first one? I'll start with the big one. Um, I've been playing Exo Primal, which I still maintain would be entirely up your alley, Gareth. I've heard that you are something of a ace at these sort of third-person shooting games, um, and we're, we're always looking for new members of the team. If I was a fourteen-year-old um, boy with anger issues, I might play it, but I'm not. So I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. There you go. Everybody out there that likes Exo Primal, the email address you need to yeah. write to is uh, Gareth yeah. at oldbloke.com. There's, that, there's, um, there's not many of them, so I'm not. That's very. <laughs> go on, tell us about Exo well, Primal. Despite Gareth being somewhat disparaging (laughs) about uh, one of Capcom's finest games, Uh, um, it's very good. Um, It's surprising. Given the premise, the premise is that you're stuck in this kind of war game being run by a a rogue AI. And that's basically the whole game. You You keep repeating these war games and you have to fight dinosaurs and fight other people and everything else and it sounds like it'd get dull pretty quickly but it hasn't yet which is surprising me um and i'm actually quite enjoying it we managed to get our richard here sat opposite on the uh, on the hello (laughs) we've managed to get him into the team last night and uh, along with ali one of the other guys from the website and we had a we had a blast i think that's fair to say wouldn't you dobo i am 
presently surprised by it. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot better. It, than that. I don't think it's got any right to be, but yeah, it's good. It's yeah. a lot better than you think. Um, yeah. So yeah, all we need now is a crusty old bloke to <laughs> round out the roster, and uh, even Darren downloaded it. He didn't actually play did. it. He started to download it um, and then claimed he had a power cut, which was convenient. Unfortunately, but, I didn't get to but play it. Anyway, the game itself is surprisingly good. I mean, that sounds like faint praise, but if you keep your eyes out for the upcoming review, I'll explain exactly what I'm thinking. Can I ask some questions? Is it? Yeah, of course, it's, it's online only, isn't it? So it's you're in squads. Is that right? Or has it got a single That's player? Correct. So yeah. No, there's there's no there's a story, but there's not single player as such. Every time you go into this dino survival mode, you're matched with two there's two teams of five basically. And I, there's absolutely no shortage of players as you'd imagine. I think my always my concern with these games. There's always a game like this will pop up. And it's just how long they can survive for before the those servers go under and then what else is there after a while? Or they just gets quieter. And it's only a couple of them that can make it through this kind of like journey. And I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't well, doesn't make me excited in any way. <laughs> is it is it because you're not walking about looking in shop windows? Well, it's because it's just oh, I don't know. It's just but joining with a group of explosions oh, and dinosaurs. Guns and explosions everywhere. All the good things. Oh dear me. Um, you so, can dress your character up as a giant tree. Oh my god! There was a great my friend. Um, my friend was um, playing the game recently. He's my age, and he got his wife in and said, um, <laughs> "Look, he's playing Assassin's Creed, I think, honestly." And he, he, his mount, he made a unicorn with a. For some reason, he must have got a DLC. And he went, "Look, I've got a unicorn that does rainbows." And his wife went, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> and it made him feel terrible. <laughs> See, leave it week. to the wife to yeah. always ask the yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> the difficult question. Existential crisis after that. Exactly. Like, yeah, what true. Why have I done, why have I done this? <laughs> why am I on my own on top of a unicorn? <laughs> no, I've made a choice to put DLC. Yeah. Darren, you, have you played it yet? Have you had a go? I tried and genuinely got to about 90%. And then about 2,000 houses in our area lost power for about an hour. Right. Um, and also I'm having similar problems to Richard because my internal hard drive is full it installed it on my external but then it couldn't run off it so I had to move it over so by the time I sorted it I didn't get on um, but I think because Capcom are behind it I am tempted to give it a go and you know Paul's praising it and Richard's praising it so I understand why you're sceptical but I think I need to give it a go first before I judge it quite right I think it's just the worst. If only Gareth was so open-minded, Darren. Well, that's yeah. all I'll say. Just the word, just those words. Paul's praised it. I mean, that was it. Well, yeah. yeah. If it's a Paul, game, <laughs> listen. There's no aliens, so you'll be all right. Uh, I will give it a go. I have downloaded it, so I'm going to give it a go. I've been good. I'm lying, really. I've downloaded it. You I'll need. You need to let us know. I will do. I'll be off of the podcast. I'll do it for next week. We'll get you in there. Um, great, Richard. What have you got? Have you got a game? Uh, yeah. Um. I will talk about a game that I am currently reviewing called Graveyard Keeper. This came out, I think, five years ago now, but they've just released the, I believe it's called the Last Journey Edition, which is all the previous DLC all rolled up into one nice, neat package. Um, so I'm reviewing the, the complete thing now. Um, it's like a 
farming sim with a bit more of an edgy vibe. So you play as someone that inherits this house and next to this house is a graveyard and a church and you also inherit that and your job uh, in the first instance is to is to get these bodies that you that get delivered to to your morgue um treat them get them ready for uh, burying basically but you also get told at the very beginning that you can cut pieces of meat off them and then if you want you can sell that meat to the guy that runs the, the tavern in the local village Wow. He he then basically tells you that whilst he has no problem with this meat, um, you need a royal stamp to be able to be able to sell it to him. And then it just sets forth this chain of events where you will meet these characters, they'll all have tasks for you and stuff, and it's just full of of these little quests to do in and amongst it still being like a, a farming sim as well. So whilst you you've got to bury these bodies you'll quickly learn that you've got access to a garden where you can go grow crops and everything. Uh, all the traditional stuff in a farming sim, you can go fishing. Uh, there's, there's, bat, there's, like I say, there's a tavern, there's a, a woodcutter, um, a stonemason and people like that, and they can give you stuff. And then you can go around and start making your own things. It's got um, a massive skill tree where you unlock new abilities for new stuff to build. It's absolutely chock-a-block of not necessarily loot but things that you can make that then build onto bigger things that you can make there's a real big chain of of that kind of thing um i'm having a really good time with it Mm. Uh, it's like um it almost looks like an old school harvest moon game so it's sort of top down um pixel art but the pixel art is absolutely incredible it's some of the best pixel art i think i've ever seen um looks absolutely brilliant i think the music's a bit bit ropey in it but in terms in terms of a game and and what you can do in it it's it's just i'm always getting distracted basically so i've got i've got like these main tasks that i need to do but then obviously something else comes along and i'm more interested in that but i need i then need to upgrade certain skills before i can do it so whilst i'm doing that i'm then learning other things as well and it's just full of these 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 distractions that sort of keep you away from the main story, but in the best way possible. Wow, that sounds good. It sounds unique. I like the idea of this kind of yeah, weird yeah. body thing with a sort of Animal Crossing kind of thing to it, or oh, like you said, a Harvest Moon. Yeah, good. What have you given it, Richard? Have you given it a score yet? Have you reviewed? I it? haven't yet. I'm I'm currently writing it, but I think it's going to be one of those games that I keep playing after I've reviewed it as well because. Um, like I say, it's got three DLC packs now, um, one of which is, is unlockable from the very beginning, basically, but some of the others takes a, a longer while to play through, so I need to play a bit more. But there's just there's loads of content in it. Um, but it's going to be north of three and a half stars, I think, at that point, at this point already. Yeah. Great. Graveyard Keeper. That, that does sound good, actually. Yeah, it does. Thank you, Richard. Any questions for Richard's Graveyard Keeper? You don't have to. We could sit, um, in, sit in silence and contemplate it. We, we could do, <laughs> don't we? Let's just, just think on the profundity of his words. <laughs> it's good words. <laughs> Describe it beautifully. Um, good. Darren, tell us about your game. Uh, so I only have the one game this week. Um, so, yeah, unless you want to hear me talk about Halo Infinite again, which I'm sure you don't. So <laughs> yes. um, I think... 
I've been playing Novalands. Um, so this is it's a bit of a mixture of genres, but it's like a resource simulator, resource management sim, if you like. Um, so you land on like a new planet and you have to explore it uh, and build up a base and like set up camp essentially and to do that you may need to mine rocks to build um, little forges pick berries to craft med packs um fell trees to get wood to, to build all sorts of different things so it's that type of scenario um and the the world map is hexagonal but you unlock the next hexagon in the chain by crafting so many of so many items etc etc and your character's will then bump into other kind of stranded people and if you bring them certain resources they'll build things then you'll be able to build like a an upgrade shop or an, an armor shop and, and it goes from there really um, and it's kind of 2d kind of retro pixelated style graphics which normally i'm a bit like oh here we go again but it does look quite um it does look quite good to be fair mm. um and i'm I've not played an awful lot of it so far, but it started to really open up after played like two or three hours. And as you unlock new resource, um, well, new facilities, like I said, like a radar station, you'll be able to kind of see where to go next. Or you might have like a little forge so you can craft certain things like copper bars to then make something else. So it's a bit like a domino effect. Once you unlock what you need, you then block something else and so on um and then there's also like little dungeons that you can kind of go down into and it, you get asked that question of are you sure you want to go here so basically make sure you're prepped you've saved and you're ready to go um so i'm looking forward to getting um getting further into it at the minute but as i say i've only played about two or three hours so i'm I, it's supposedly got you know, around 50 hours plus gameplay to it uh, like the last game I reviewed, that noob game, which is why it took me a while. So I'd be interested to see kind of if it can hold my attention for as long as that. Um, because so far, so good, I'd say. Good, Daniel. Mm. Now, your, your connection's cutting out a couple of times, but it's fine. Because I think we can play Guess guess the Word in between. Okay. Yeah, oh, which, yeah. I, which I quite like. Because you're going, oh, what do you mean? I think it's a little thing. All yeah. those swear yeah. words that he was using. But we got, we got, we got a big gist of it. So we got a lot of it. So it's good. It's the only odd word. Um, but you can are I in a hotel in Leeds. Of course you can, Paul. Thank you. Um, Darren, would you say, have you played Terraria? I've not played Terraria, but it looks a lot like Terraria. Would you, I was going to say, it sounds from your description to an awful lot like Terraria. Mm. So. Um, I think the description, the game's description says if you were to mix Factorio, Forager and Satisfactory, um, which must be small, similar games. I've never, never played them, but they're the type of games for anybody out there who knows or is familiar with them. That's kind of what it's aiming for. Yeah, okay, cool. Good. That's all I wanted to know. Neverlands, I like solid description. Sorry. Go on, yes, please. One thing I forgot to add, which is quite cool, is um, you you can use technology to support you. So you can create little robots that will go and then you can task them to forage a certain resource and bring it back to a certain place. So you can automate your base as you grow it. So it's, it gets less repetitive if you're clever about it. So there is a bit of strategy in there as well. Great. Very, very nice. Very good. Thank you, Darren. Um, who's next? It's me. Now, I reviewed so many games this month, and I can remember any of them. But one of the ones I did do was um, Truck Driver Heading North. I think I did that a couple of weeks ago. Um, Truck Driver is a game that 
um, Richard reviewed the first game, didn't you, Richard? Yeah. Is that right? I, I do. I remember it well. You were quite harsh on it when you, Richard, says what you gave it. Oh, was it two and a half? I think it might have been, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of it? It was okay. Um, I think it, it did quite a few things right, but I was expecting something a little bit different. Like it seemed to be a very small map for what I was expecting. And I think that let it down somewhat. Yeah. So it's, I, if people don't know truck driver is, you are a truck driver in, in, I think it's a Norwegian landscape, I think it is. And you're kind of like um, going on a map and you're basically picking up goods <laughs> and you're delivering it to people. That's fair enough, isn't it? I mean, that's it, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're driving along, trying not to break speed limits or um, or crash. Um, but now we've got truck driver heading north. And so it's a DLC expansion with a much bigger island than the main than the main game, actually. So it's this um, island further north in this Norwegian. I don't know if it's a real place. Um, but it's this huge island, huge kind of map. But you're doing the same thing. You've got you've got missions. You'll take your truck and then you'll go to the person and say, "We've got a job for you." And, uh, and there's a little bit of story in their narrative. In this one, there's a kind of story about um, a lot of people don't like to deliver stuff because these little gnomes, which are part of Norwegian um, folklore, are nicking stuff, which is quite weird. I don't. It does, it's, it, and then you go and deliver your goods, and then drive across the other bit of the island. I can't even remember what I gave it. I think I might have gave it a three. It's it's fine. But I think we kind of want... It's fine. It's good for that budget of the game. It's a big budget. People like trucks and people like driving. It's fine. You do question what am I doing in my life when you're playing it as you're driving across <laughs> for the 10th time across the island trying to avoid speed limits. Um And the kind of the story bits are quite nice. But you are... It's no variation in what you're what you're delivering you know what there's nothing no look you can buy new trucks you can customize things if you're into all that i think what we all want from a console maybe is like one of the big euro cup um truck games don't we yes yeah, yeah. speak for yourself apart from, apart from <laughs> say, do we? richard <laughs> and me you'd love it like richard you like this wouldn't you yeah the euro truck simulator and how it's pretty much replicated the entirety of europe to drive across yeah would be would be good, and they like, but they, why haven't they come? There is a rumor <coughs> that they they're waiting for a while, maybe a couple of years, um, to come to console. But it's it's strange that we haven't had them across, especially with the new mm. consoles. But yeah, that's um that's truck driver U- heading Euro north. truck. Oh, sorry, Euro truck or Forza Horizon Five. Mm, it's a tough choice. <laughs> <laughs> what game did I recently do, which was going across? I talked about oh the tram one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're talking. That's yeah. what we need. More more games like that, please. I'm sure I did another one as well. Oh, the bloody coach driving one. Oh, my God, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. That was, a, that was going across a lot of Europe. Oh, my God, checking people's, oh, checking people's tickets. Yeah, uh, that was brilliant. Checking people's tickets, going, you haven't got a ticket. And they just stand there looking at you. <laughs> and then what do they do? Yeah, just stand there looking at you. Most of them look at their phones. When I'm going to, you can't get on the bus. They don't care. Um, <laughs> good truck driving heading north now let's go for another game from Paul Paul what's the other game hello the other game I've got is a little it's just for a change it's actually a PC game it's a, a preview 
of a game called Yet Another Zombie Survivors, which makes my inner sort of grammar person sad because it doesn't make sense. But um, basically what it is, is like if you imagine Vampire Survivors, but then you have it from like a top-down isometric perspective with proper 3D graphics and stuff. Um, and that's basically what it is. You are playing a survivor of a zombie outbreak and you can choose various different classes. At the start, you've got a SWAT guy, uh, one called Tank who's got a shotgun, and an engineer who has an electric gun. And you basically, it's, it's an automatic shooter, so the guy that you're controlling will shoot whatever threat is closest to him. But in a nice touch, you can also wander around the map and find other people and recruit them. So you can end up controlling a team of three people. And it's it's really quite good. It's It's got that sort of vampire survivor's hook to it, but looking slightly better. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've not played a massive amount, um, but I'm enjoying it so far. Mm. Any questions? Is it a bit like State of Decay? Is that what it's like, or is it... No, State like... of Decay was proper 3D, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Right. And yeah. this, is, this is more... This is like a sort of, if you imagine Diablo, that kind of view. Right. Um, and then the only controls you've got are, are uh, the arrow keys on the keyboard just to move your team around. Uh, okay. And they shoot. And the, when you defeat zombies, they drop experience. And then you can upgrade your stuff and get new abilities and stuff. And it, it, it's turning into quite a good little uh, preview. I'm quite enjoying it. So, again, keep an eye out for an upcoming sort of thoughts piece. Ooh, thought piece, I like that. That's thought, sort of thought piece. piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not a review. No, no, it's a preview. Some people might call it a preview, but I like thought piece more than anything thought else. Piece. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's no. great. Uh, Paul, we can have a little 10 minute bit. Paul's thought pieces. It could be about Absolutely. anything. I like that in the podcast. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. How long will we last? <laughs> Now, let's talk about politics. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's plenty of time for that. I like that, Paul. Thank you. Um, who's next? Let's go, because Darren hasn't got another one, but Richard has. My second one is uh, a game where I think the review's out now um, for a game <laughs> called Dice Legacy, which has come to Xbox after being on PC for a while. So, again, this is the... The, to give it its full title, Dice Legacy Definitive Edition. Uh, it comes with all the updates and, and DLC that was previously available on PC. And it's sort of, it's similar to a game, the game that Darren previously mentioned. It's like a, a city builder resource management survival game. But the twist on this is, rather than it just being an out and out um, resource management survival game, uh, your your units are dice so you've got up to 12 12 12 dice that you can roll at any time um and you use these to to fight to forage build things and stuff like that and um etc just different classes of dice that you can have so it's very much based on on um rng in that sense um, and it's up to you to sort of get a team of dice together that, that is able to perform all functions 
Um, so you start off um, with a very, you arrive on, on this ring world um, and then have to set up like a, a little village, a little population to them, which grow up, grow upon. Um, so you'll be then building things, getting wood, stone, gold, etc. Um, and then as you progress, you can then convert these dice into different classes. So there's then some that are merchant dice. You start off with peasant dice and these orange, uh, and then you can go into blue soldier dice. I think the purple ones are like monk dice, and they're, they've got different abilities and everything on the six sides. Um but the but this this opening scenario, which is like an elongated tutorial, will then throw you in at the deep end. So it'll start off fairly simple, with with you easing you in, and then it'll say, right, it's winter time now, and every time you use a dice that's not um, near a generator, it then freezes and it becomes unusable for for until some until winter ends and it becomes summer again. And then it starts introducing these enemies that will come and start attacking your village and your settlement. Um, and then it's constantly just throwing these things at you over and over again until the point where you're almost like, I just want to play the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it's much more, it becomes very reactive approach to playing it as opposed to proactively building your settlement and and evolving it and things like that because you're just constantly having to deal with issue after issue after issue your dice can become sick Mm. um and then if they're used in conjunction next to another dice then they will pass that on so it's it's like a contagious illness that can then affect all your dice um if you use one and it gets attacked if you use using one to defend your settlement it gets attacked back it becomes wounded which means if it if it gets another wound that dice is destroyed and it's just all these things that it throws at you and it's not i think my, i think i gave it two and a half stars because it's a really good idea and it looks really pretty with like these dioramas it's almost like you're playing a board game itself at times but it's not it's not a fun city builder in that sense because it's just you never get the chance to enjoy it as you would it's just the more you progress the more frequent these these enemies will come in to try and destroy your settlement and the more so it starts off with you only need one dice and then later on you'll need up to four dice or maybe more and it just it just loses its it's fun basically the more you play it one dice uh, I just think it's that RNG element. So each each side of the dice has a different symbol on it. So if you roll the dice and it says, right, this dice for this turn. Oh, I'm with you. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, forage. yeah, I'm with you. Great. I was just thinking that all they've done is replace humans with dice. Who <laughs> get sick and stuff. I think I can work it out as a game. Why have they done that? Um, good. That makes you want to you want to try listening. You did explain all. <laughs> I that. did. I just I just was so so. I was so absorbed by the idea of dice getting sick and wounded and not surviving the winter. I think why they chosen dice. Are they, do they have, do they get married? The dice? They have little uh, baby dice. Well, well if you put careful. if you put two peasant dice in the house together, another dice will be produced <laughs> as at the end of it, which is how you then keep keep your your top up of of 
your dice allotment, basically. Oh, and not a lot of people know, but that is where dice actually come from. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Little new stock. Of these, dice yeah. stock. <laughs> yeah, <love> it. <laughs> that, I've got to say, that sounds absolutely dreadful. I'm, I'm so glad I didn't put my hand up for that one. This is like James is normally has this game. It's got new. Yeah, James would have been all over. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, great, thank you, Richard. You described that beautifully. I like. I did like the sound of it, apart from I couldn't understand it. But I did like not not because of your <laughs> telling. <laughs> it's a very good idea on paper, but it yeah. just it doesn't do enough. Basically, it's like someone shouted in the room. I've got an idea. It's dice, and it's. They're like humans. <laughs> and they've got to survive the winter. And someone's gone, yeah, let's do that. Um, good. Dice Legacy. I haven't got another game, nor is Dan. But I just want to, just while we're here, Richard and you can help me with it. Final Fantasy, um, what, what number are we playing at the moment? What's the latest one? 16? 16. Yeah. Um, how are you getting on? Are you need to finish, have you finished uh, it? No. I have just done the bit where you go back to where Jill was kept prisoner and, and sort of oh, finish her. Yeah. I'm All right, I'm I wasn't anymore. No. <laughs> um, how are you getting on with it? You still enjoying it? Yes. Um, although I don't, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way because I'm, I still think it's a very good game, but it is making me want to go back and play Final Fantasy. Uh, why is that? Oh, that's a, that's a, a door. That's a scary oh, door. Okay. If anyone likes, yeah. that's my ghost door. That's why everyone likes to appreciate. <laughs> um, why Why do you I want just, to go back? Because I don't think it's a very Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. Right. And I want to go back and play one that has turn-based items, uh, abilities, and, and leveling up that's not just more more equipment, basically. It's, mm. it's, not, it's not anything bad about this one, but it, it's not it's not a true Final Fantasy. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I do know. I mean, it's like, I think it, some of the location, or most of the location, it looks amazing. Yeah, it, you talked about it, it just looks ridiculously stunning. You're just like, wow, this is like a pure... You know, when you imagine RPGs and you think, oh, this is what they should be, you know, because great, cause it's these wonderful worlds that you can look over there and go, I'm going to go towards that. But it's very linear, so you're not going anywhere. But it still has that has that element and the story again which we talked about before is brilliant but you're right there's no point i mean i've got so much gill i haven't spent any yeah i don't spend any money or i don't i don't really look at the items that much so yeah no only thing i'm spending the gill on is the music to them play in the hideaway because i think that's the only thing that you you need it (laughs) yeah (laughs) everything else you can just pick up by defeating enemies yeah and then it'll give you 30 uh two teeth or whatever to then use in crafting. I was like, mm. what animal have I just killed that's got 30 teeth? But <laughs> there we go. But I am like, I'm almost playing it like a TV series. I, I'm doing it to a point, like an episode once a week, and then I will, I'll have a little break and I'll go back and go, oh, I'll start another episode. <laughs> I get to it. Yeah. It has that feel to it. It's great. I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. But I can see where where its um, downfalls are a little bit, in that, especially in that Final Fantasy world. But yeah. Okay, um, let's go on to some news. Now, who wants to explain the chaos that is this bloody Call of Duty uh, Microsoft <laughs> deal? Who's, who knows what's going on with it? I don't know. Uh, I don't think anybody knows, to be honest, anymore. No, Probably not even not even Phil. So, no. Darren, it's you're like going to say something. yo-yo, isn't it? I think. 
Yeah, just, I mean, I was looking at the article that BBC did a few days ago about the um, the truce that they've come to where they're going to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation for the next 10 years or something. And then underneath the related articles are just, oh, boost for the deal, deal delayed, boost for the deal. And it's just like yo-yoing to and from. So it looks like now it's going to be um, given some time until October because of the CMA in Britain, their initial uneasiness around the impact on the cloud gaming market. They're open to negotiations if um, Microsoft change some um, structure in terms of the deal. They're open to it because they're the last blocker, it looks like now. Um, that's a very brief overview of it, but there's been more twists and turns that I haven't really gone into because I'm not really that enamoured by it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It is drag it. I mean, the rumours, the things that I kind of read a little bit about the sort of like negotiations between PlayStation and Xbox is one of the things that PlayStation is trying to do, and this was the thing about it not going on to Game Pass, Call of Duty, the new one. Um, mm. And then, especially at the moment, for the, when it, when that ever that Call of Duty comes out, which it looks like it's going to be in November, it's been linked a little bit today. It's like it's a Modern Warfare 3 game. So that's what they're, but. Obviously, Xbox will be saying no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the whole point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's our game. We'll do what we want. Yeah. Finally, get bent. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> in that scale. Negotiation pool might be a bit more. There you go. No, no, no. no. That, that's all you need to say. Listen, it's my game. I'll do what the flipping heck I want with it. Yeah. That uh, would solve a lot of problems if they were that forward. It would be. Yeah. And, and you, uh, Mr. Jim Ryan, you can. Get back in your box and sit down. So we've got to wait to October, haven't we, to find out what happens next? That's when it's been delayed. Is that right? That's what you said. That's yeah, right. that's yeah, that's right. There, there was something else interesting about Call of Duty where they've ter- they've they put a fix in, and some old servers from the Xbox 360 games have gone live, and apparently lots and lots of players are going back to play them. So they think that's in preparation for the old titles going on to Game Pass when the deal goes through. Yeah. So there is still loads of demand. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I read that they, they put the servers on. I mean, I don't know how true this is, but I read they put the servers on in preparation for releasing them on the Switch as well. Oh, oh. okay. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. Obviously, it was on Twitter, so it's got to be true. Mm. Wow. Um, so... Okay, yeah. Well, mm. does that mean go. we don't have to talk about it now till October? Um, no, we have <laughs> to talk about it every week. Okay, fine. Right, good. Okay. Um, so that's the kind of main kind of story that has been everything at the moment. Um, there was another big um, story that was basically Xbox Live is ending, was, and it's changing into Xbox Game Core. Is that right? I was a bit confused by this as well. So Xbox Live, as we know it, that's been going for 16 years or something, is now going to be called Xbox Game Port, and that's Xbox Pass Core, and that's coming in September. So the idea is you still pay your, whatever it's 60 quid a year or something, or whatever it is, 45 quid a year, and you have, you'll be able to go online like you did before, but also you get a selection of games. Is that right? Have I read that right? You get... Yeah, there's, there's oh, certain, yeah. there's going to be a few Game Pass games on the, like the basic yeah yeah so and then obviously you can pay for you can pay for your console you can upgrade it and you can pay for the pc and then you can have ultimate which puts it all together so 
Yeah, it's all. Uh, it's, it sounds a bit like the old uh, PlayStation system that I found very uh, confusing when I got my PS4, trying to figure out what tier I wanted to be on. Mm. But at least with Game Pass, it's easy. You just go for the top tier, and then you get all of the games. So there you go. Done. Yeah, there you go. Jesus. Next, yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone got any comments about this? Anyone thinks it's a good thing? Anyone care? I, I, I do because it finally lets the beleaguered games with gold rest in peace because that's been pretty let's say meagre for a long time so i think it's a way of finally tying that up as well um so i think it's probably the best thing they could have done so they don't price loads of people out because we're talking about that a few weeks ago weren't we so yeah 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 absolutely feels like a natural evolution for it Mm. so i mean i think i think we're all game pass ultimate subscribers now anyway so yeah for us it's not going to be a major major change nothing's changing our end but it just means that i think people that would have been aggrieved with games with gold ending um their tier if they're like xbox well they will be xbox live gold members if they've got games with gold they're still getting access to games as as uh, included in their subscription Mm -hmm. so yeah okay good um i'm going to put you lot on the spot now really quickly Really quickly, one. Mm-hmm. We we've been trying to do this for the last couple of weeks, and I've never got around to it. But we're sort of at the just gone past now the six month mark of the year. Um, quickly, first of all, going around here, twenty twenty three has it been a good year for games so far up to this point? Yes, good. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot here and say two favorite games of. I'm going to go in order. Two favorite games of the year so far. Let's start with Paul. What's your two favorite games of the year? Oh, God, why are you starting with me? Yeah, because I know you're, uh, I've been put on the spot. Obviously, <laughs> I, I love Evil it. Man. Um, two favourite games of the year so far. I'm going to say Persona 4, whichever one it was, Persona 4 mm. that came out. Um, I can't remember what the subtitle to it was. And uh, one from quite recently, actually, Miasma Chronicles. I really enjoyed oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that looks great. Get me a good yeah. review. Good review. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. I read Paul's review for that. Really interesting game. Um, and Richard, what about you? Uh, I'm going back through my notes from last week where where you asked this question again. Mm. Um, so I put a lot down, but the one I put in bold was Star Wars Jedi Survivor as my favourite game of the, this year so far. Um Probably number two, I would have to go Theatre Rhythm Final Bar Line, which is the Final Fantasy music spin-off on PlayStation and Switch. Wow. Wow. Good. good wow. Good. <laughs> um, what about you, Darren? Um, I think for me, at risk of disappointing you, Gareth, going back, Resident Evil 4 yeah, remake, yeah. um, partly for nostalgia yeah. and just such a good job they did with it i really enjoyed that to the point where i started playing it again immediately afterwards which i haven't done in a long time um when i completed it and also um amnesia the bunker i thought it was fantastically done but i do have i do really rate atomic heart as well i think it got a bit of a rough ride mm-hmm. i enjoyed my time with that but um resident evil and amnesia were my two i think dlc coming out for that down august the third for mm, atomic heart. yes um 
Good. I think my two might be. I think I'm going to go for Jedi Survivor. Was Richard on that? Maybe. I mean, there's many more, but yeah. And Hogwarts. Yeah, I thought Hogwarts oh, yeah. Legacy mm-hmm. was very yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but a good year so far. But there's lots of games in there as well. That's been great. Especially a lot of indie games. Fantastic indie games in there. Um, there we go. That's our week. Um, what are we looking forward to next week, you lot? What's what you've got planned, Paul? Um, next week, I we have got a night fishing session planned, which we're quite looking forward to. Um, and then after that, the week after that, if I'm not on next week, yeah, I've got I've got my date through to go and have my injections in my shoulder. So hopefully they'll finally be sorted out. Great, you've ruined next week's news, but yeah. Well, I might not be on next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might get run over by a bus. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, Richard, what about you? Uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of games, one of which uh, I'm playing now and I'm looking forward to talking about next week, which is Ant Stream, which is the 1300 plus uh, cloud gaming game that's coming out on friday where you can play all the retro games is is that sorry is that just is that the proper retro games or are they like recreations no it's it's the real stuff so it's all your specky games you see 64 games um i think the modern most modern console it's got on there at the moment is ps1 so it's a wide range of really 80s 80s and 90s stuff well, that sounds right up my alley, that does. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even heard of that. So thank you, Dobbo, for your public service announcement. <laughs> okay. mm. And uh, a game that I expect to be one of my more, my best games of the year come the, come the end of the year, Remnant 2, mm. is out tomorrow as well, I believe. It's getting some Ooh. great reviews. Fantastic yeah. reviews. Yeah, so that was very good. Are you going to review that for us, Richard? Hopefully, yeah. uh, if if code comes in, I want to put my name down for it because I love the last one as well, yeah. and this one seems to be doing everything the same but better. I would come Let in. Just send I, Neil a message. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would. If Neil can get code, I'll play that. I'll play that with you as well. I like the look of this. I'll play that with you too, Dobby. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my team of three sorted. Then there we go. Hooray! What a team. I'm sorry, Darren. Sorry, um, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's. But Darren's got. Oh, no, just have another power you won't even you won't even download it, so I don't know why you bothered. Darren, you got Best a, intentions. You got a, you got an amazing week ahead. I can see it in front of me. What are you doing? Yeah, well, um, it's all centered around the bad actions, Gareth. So I'll be watching mm. them tonight. Yeah, that's good. So <laughs> um, celebration start. Uh, uh, triple spanking. No, um, I'll be. I'll be going to the festival. And so um, it's a local festival in Nottingham at Wollaton Hall, which, fun fact, they use the exterior of that hall to um, double up as Wayne Manor in the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Mm. Um, so it's a beautiful place. Um, and it's a, they've started doing it for two days the last few years. So we're seeing bands like Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, Madness, um, uh, rudimental um even the sugar babes are there in whatever incarnation they're up to so that should be good fun um and then i'm off work as well so i'm looking forward to just having some time really to chill out so it should be a good week good brilliant thank you gentlemen now if we need to find you where can we find you uh paul if we can get hold of you uh i am on twitter and threads at Xbox Hub, Paul is my handle. 
don't know why that sounds so funny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, a needle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. Good, I like that. The Twitter and threads. Threads is still going. Uh, threads is oh, still God. going, it's yeah. going strong. Yeah, good. And I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's a nice place to be as well. There's none of this Cause, cause no one's nonsense. On it. Yeah, it, only nice people are on it. Um, and Gareth, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we can find you there. What about you, Richard? Uh, I'm on Twitter and that also defunct social media site threads. Uh, my handle is at Dubbo1912. Brilliant. And what about you, Darren? I'm not on threads, but if it's still alive in a few months, I may sign up. Um, but I'm on Twitter and my handle is at 27Darren. Brilliant. Thank you, gentlemen. You can find me at GB Brady on Twitter, tweets, threads. Go, 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 Right, but for now, uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of thexboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com/podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub, and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 